Hello, I'm Ian. And I'm Darren. And welcome to the Average Bikers in a Cave, a show where a group of bikers chat and share opinions about all things motorbike, from news, reviews, interviews, and the big questions. If you like what you hear, then be sure to subscribe, tell your friends, and leave us a review. On this week's show, episode 7, we'll have our usual mix of nonsense. We will have a slightly smaller news update with a couple of bikes and a new route for everyone to try. Also, we will tackle this week's big question. If your bike's not down, you're not coming in. Bikes of hooey, you got some? Roll the blurb. This week's episode is sponsored by Afterground, an exceptional drone, wedding, portraiture and events photography and videography company that specialises in capturing video and images on the ground and in the air in a style that is modern yet timeless, interesting and vibrant with a focus on exhilarating moments and pure fun. Using their experience, skills and knowledge they will work with you to ensure your videos and photos are exactly the way you want them. For more information or to chat to the team, head over to www.afterground.com or check out their Facebook page. We're going for it. Go for it. Well, we're going for it now because I pushed the button. I pushed the button before I said we're going for it. Check in time. You can go first. I will go first. I've got loads to check in with. Oh, have not, you? No, not really, right. to be honest. Um, on a biking <laughs> note, nothing much. Uh, what about a general note? A general, I've got an abscess. In your mouth? In my mouth. Just checking? Yeah, absolutely. Family show? But just Family checking. show, yeah. No, I've got a blooming abscess in my mouth, so uh, that's not very pleasant. So I'm currently doped up in painkillers. So if I fall asleep during the podcast, I do apologise. If I fall asleep on my bike on the way home, then... Mm, we hear a thud this week, it's not the cup. It's, it's not the cup, it's me, it's my head hitting the desk. So uh, I've been um, I'm getting close to picking up the wee man's wee mutt lungro. I was picking up next week, I think, so it's going to get cool. So... Um, he was going to go and pick it up, the battery was flat, so we we got it all charged and everything has been sitting charging. So just come the long way by the cave when you pick it up. We will do. We'll bring it by the cave and uh, take some pictures of us all sitting on it. Uh, and the mongrel. And the mongrel. And uh, oh, family show. So um uh, and the wee man's uh, uh, CBTs coming up soon. So in a couple of weeks' time. So uh, Is it excited? Oh, aye. he's really looking forward to it. He's buzzing, buzzing. Aye. absolutely. Good stuff. Um, I mean, I'm a bit annoyed that I've not got his wee bite yet because I was wanting to play about it for a few weeks before <laughs> just kick it, kicking about the village, you know? Because it, cause it makes a heck of a noise. It's got a great noise when it's just sitting, you know? It's quite what quiet it? when it's kind of pottering along the road, but the minute you go, boom, it just, you know, breaks but windows. It's great. No, it should be. Or I'm going to say we. I'm looking at the royal we. The royal we. table. Uh, should there be a review on it? Because I don't think there's many reviews out there on that wee bike. Not that I've seen on YouTube. Maybe there is, you know, and I just haven't been looking. But the one thing I would—I wasn't sure. Um, I've got a slight obsession with running out of petrol on a bike, right? So I, when I had a Kawasaki Ninja, um, it didn't have a fuel gauge, and it was one of those ones where you, you, I had to keep resetting the, 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 trip. the trip to make sure that when it went to a hundred miles, I went, I'm going to have to go and fill it up, you know? Because but I, I just my biggest fear is running out of petrol right. on a run, right? Um, and I was like, does this have a fuel gauge? Because I don't want Joint and get caught short of him. So Aye. I searched for ages on the internet just to get some pictures or information on what the what the gauge and stuff was like. But of course, it doesn't really 
there's not that much information about it. So, um, and eventually I found a, an obscure picture where it was the wee die on. It's just a speedometer, you know, with the, the mile mileage and a and a, a wee LCD gear indicator. All right, okay. Gear. And, and then I just noticed that somebody had taken a picture of it, and there was like a wee yellow fuel light. So it, it basically just tells you when you when, when you when you're fuel, but you don't know when that is. Well, I didn't seem to get it. It might have a wee tiny LCD. Line or something ah, that's more visible in a picture or something. Yeah, so, so see, um, um, more on that next time. <laughs> more on that to follow. Uh, yeah, so um, check in, mine. That's a, honestly sore mouth, and uh, and I have started a couch to five k. You know, impressive. Which which, um, which is uh, so far I've managed the couch, but still working towards the five k. You know, although when you did say, oh, I'm just going to go a wee run before obviously you came out to record tonight. Yeah, and and I thought. Cheeky get He's kind of a cheeky wee run Before he goes And not even an invite And then Obviously saw the little The little man emoji And went Yeah nah I'll just I'll sit here on the couch And watch yeah. Mr Robot Oh do you watch Mr Robot? Yeah oh, I, I, I've never started it's, We're going to digress here But I, I Last night I thought oh, I want something to watch for an hour Because mm-hmm. any longer than that Was going to take me into like Crazy o'clock yeah. And rather getting lost in the rabbit hole that is YouTube or TikTok, I thought I'll just go on, put the stick or put the Apple TV on. Amazon was open, and saw it, and I went. I've heard loads of people talking about that. I'll watch the first episode, and then watch the second episode, and then it was like stupid clock. So ah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you went down the so I went, rabbit hole. So I went down the Rami Malik rabbit hole. Family show. Family show. Yeah. Okay. Family show. What about yourself, after? Uh, Bike-wise, bought um, moulded earplugs. Not custom moulded earplugs, but the ones that you can put in the water and heat them up and then you can make your own impressions of videos by decibels. I've tried them once, so it's still early days. Um, I might need to remould them slightly because the helmet I've still got is still fairly new, so it's still fairly tight, so I'll need to have a little bit of play about with them just to make them. Thingy. But, but then the beauty is you can remold them. So. But the beauty is you can remold them, and f- you know I mean, at the moment they they do cut out an awful lot of sound, which is quite good. Um, and it wasn't because I didn't want to pay for like proper molded ones. It's because there's no shows or anything on at the minute, so you then need to get an appointment with with an audiologist to go and get your ear molds taken to then send it away. And it's like six weeks to get them, and I thought, ah, I really don't want to wait that long. I'm not that patient. I am. Not a millennial by any means, but I am of the Amazon age where I can go deliver tomorrow. Thanks yep. very much. Absolutely. So yeah, so they're they're quite cool. We'll see how they go. I'll again update more once I've used them a bit more. Cool. Um, and then the other thing was is, and again, it's not so much biking related, but it is very loosely bike related. As I met up on, we went to a market on Sunday. Over at Erskine, but if no one knows where Erskine is, there's no point in explaining it. But it's a little and village. And actually, you're probably better off in life yeah. because it's, it's a little village that sits on and the Clyde. So um, and actually, there was a guy there selling um, his own clothing brand, and he's called The Bearded Buyer. Oh, of course, yeah, because we, pop, we popped that on the Facebook page. And I popped that on Facebook. So I got talking to him, bought a pair of his shorts, which I'm supporting tonight, with his little logo. Um <laughs> But he has, he's got another logo, which I think he's going to start to introduce, which is more, it's a kind of face with a little kind of bearded fella on it, and it's really quite smart. Um, so if anyone's interested, and all his stuff is actually, um, it's, it's, it's like 
sustainable recycled mm-hmm. kind of that kind of right. stuff so it, yeah it's a little bit more expensive than like a normal pair of shorts from a sports shop but at least you mean you're doing a little bit for the environment if you're that way inclined does he, does he have a beard uh he, he it's not a beard beard it's more of a long stubble bit like mine right just okay. so it's not like full on um but yeah I don't know if he's had it in the past and cut mm-hmm. it back or whatever. So, aye, check him out, the Beardy Buyer. His stuff's really quite cool, actually. Nice. Um, so, aye, but that was it. Um, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll get him on and he can tell us all about his gear. Um, Absolutely. Maybe get a wee, a wee video episode with him or something. We can aye, but we've got him. We've, we've shared him with his owner Instagram and his and stuff, so it's quite cool. But mm. other than that, mate, um, I've been gearing up for my, my mock test for my advanced riding, which I'm not even going to go into, because the minute someone said test, I went, <laughs> I can't ride. Mm. So, yeah, I'll wait until that one's all done before, because the less I think about it, the better. I think that's the thing. I, I mean, I, I know that by, when I sat my test for my bike, and you, you'll be the same. The older you get, the harder it is to set a test. Well, that's the thing. You I'm know? thinking to myself, I, I, and I was only in my thirties when I did it, and, and I still was like, well, that first test, I was like, well, I don't want to yeah, I had a bad ride on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. By my, but by what standards I set, I had a bad ride. It was still a safe ride and stuff like that. So I mean, it probably is safer than some people riding it there. So, um, but from my own personal standards, it was shocking. Yeah, and I was came back and got changed and took the dogs out of walk, clearly ahead and forget about it. But I couldn't forget about it because all I kept thinking was, Jesus, I'm 44. Why am I putting myself under stress mm-hmm. for a test? Um, to which my wife said, well, you decided to do it, so it's your fault. So that's a loads com- of sympathy. It's there. an accomplishment, though. I mean, it, you, 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 know, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with putting yourself under a bit of stress. It's actually good for you. And, you know, when it's your choice. Tell that to my cardiologist. <laughs> but I, other than that, that's me, mate. Cool. It's been, um, looking Thanks. forward to next week off. Yeah, and next week, hopefully, we bit exciting news. Hopefully, we'll be doing a wee a video trailer for Average Bikers in a Cave that we'll be able to share with you on YouTube and all our social media channels. We've been trying to get um, this done for weeks, haven't we? I know, absolutely. But and, we're uh, hoping that, you know, the typical Scottish weather, because, of course, tonight I left my house, which is only, what, 10 miles away, if that? If that. Uh, and it was sun was splitting the sky. I got to, got to hear for recording, sun's in the sky. But somehow in between, um, I'm a drowned rat. I don't know how it was like a four mile stretch where I, uh, heard it, I thought I was just riding along and thought we're throwing buckets of water over me. I heard the bike coming in and I went, Oh, triumph. There's Ian yeah. coming. And then looked at it and I just saw damp denim. Yeah. And yeah. The, and then the head, the helmet was covered in drips. And I thought, yeah. There's no raining. It's not been raining here. Yep. Scotland, four seasons in one day. There we go. In one postcode. In one postcode. <laughs> <In one> postcode. <laughs> or zip code if you're. Fellow friends yep, in the States. Yeah, so, mm, yeah, so, but we'll be hopefully sharing that with you very soon. A wee bit of, um, a wee bit of video stuff. You can actually, for those of you that don't know what we look like or what our bikes really look like, we've got a good chance to see us and on the bikes. Cool. That's when the numbers will decline. Mm, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Or they might go up, worryingly, even more so. Who knows? Yeah. If anybody's got a um, um, slightly roundish Scottish men fetish, then maybe we could. A wee, a wee dad, side, I a think wee they call them thing. dad bods. Dad bods, yeah. I think that's a technical term for it, according to TikTok. The way I feel right now with this, how freezing cold I'm, I think you're missing an E out of that. <laughs> dead bod. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. If you get that stage, we'll turn the heating back on. That's right. Which would be uh, criminal, considering it's 20 something degrees. 
I just stick my stick my legs out the window. It's fine. <laughs> I know you're like that's when the rain would come back on. Absolutely. Here we go. Cool. Okay, okay. Let's do my favourite bit of this is my getting to my favourite bit. Thump your wee rubber pad, go. Time for the news. It's not so much the thumping of the rubber pad, it's just the time for the news. Yes, very good news. <laughs> It's <laughs> just the BBC. <laughs> That's we should actually have an effect where it just goes all crackly, like patty. Oh, the good thing. So, um, first up, uh, new twenty twenty one MV Augusta Rush, which just it sounds. I mean, I just instantly thought seventies rock band. That's again. Roll the bones, roll the bones. It's just my age, mate. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Uh, it's a reworked um, engine um, from the obviously the previous rush, um, producing a two hundred and five brake horsepower. Um, but more importantly, it's now Euro five compliant, which is quite cool. The whole, the whole load of gizmos on it. I'm going to say gizmos. I think the technical term is sensor driven electronics. Mm-hmm. But there is a whole load of sensitive electronics for lean um, on this thing. It's an absolute weapon. Uh, it has a. It looks like an absolute. Weapon. It looks like an absolute. I, mean, I love the weapon. color scheme. From I know. Well, the, they do talk about one of the one of the points is, is the fact that the the paint job they say is a jet inspired paint job. And I, you can look at it and go, I kind of get it. Um, I think if it looks that good in the picture. It's gonna look even better in the flesh because yeah. I don't think I don't think there's bikes that I haven't seen yet that I've went. Oh, it looks good. In the f- it looks good there, and then went to see it and went. Ooh, no, actually, yeah. that doesn't look that good. You know what I mean? Um, again, we talk about the Pan America, the Suzuki Katana. They all look mm-hmm. on the picture. Go to see them, they actually look much better. And then there's some bikes you go and you go, can you go? Wow, that looks amazing. And then you see it in the flesh and you go, oh, oh. absolutely. And you, you need a bib. Um, it has other enhancements um, that I'm not going to pretend to understand, like uh, diamond-like carbon coating on the valve buckets, which apparently is a thing. I have no idea what that is. Anyone knows what that is? Feel free uh, to let us know and try and explain it to us thickos. Um I'd quite happily learn what a valve bucket was. Again, family show though. Yeah. Uh, it comes in 186 kilograms dry. It's all in shocks, full uh, Brembo brakes. It's got a full colour 5.5 inch TFT. Again, that fighter inspired paint job. Um, it is a thing of beauty. Um, you can buy a race kit for it which takes another two kilograms off it and boosts the BHP up to 209. However, there's no mention at this point whether that retains the street legality of riding it mm. or if that's just for, if you're Literally. buying it for Dane Track. For Dane Track, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, the old version cost a whopping £32,280. So you can imagine this one's going to be slightly pricier. They haven't told us yet, but slightly pricier. Um, however... Don't worry if you don't have a spare 30 grand. There's only 300 getting made. Same uh, as the old version, so we can't really complain. But You yeah. know, I was going to hold off to Christmas to get it as well, but I'll probably I'll, I'll miss know. it now. That's a shame. You just need to buy a Steve McQueen thing. Yeah, absolutely. But aye, so there you go. Nice, nice, nice. Next up, Ian. Next up, guess what I'm going to be talking about? 
that's right, there's a new triumph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fairness, that was my fault. Oh, I do know you like talking about them, I so do I do highlight them I do, and say that. I do love Triumph, right? You, you, know, know. you know I love Triumph, right? Uh, oh, still bitterly disappointed that the Glasgow franchise isn't there just now. But there we go. The new 2021 Triumph Speed Twin. Because um, there's Speed Twins, there's Speed Triples, there's all these things. This uh, is the speed, new masters. speed Masters. Speed uh, Masters, yeah. Um, and uh, the Speed Twin, so this is an updated version of the Speed Twin, slight changes to the engine, suspension and a couple other bits, and again, it is now Euro 5. Yes. Uh, compliant, so, um, and it brings more power with that. And I, think the only, cool. I think the only reason I go yes is because the amount of bikes that I've seen lately that are just stopping production. Like yeah. good bikes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, and just that manufacturers are just going, nah, yeah. we're not going to make it Euro Five compliant. It's too much of a hard work and spin it. So yeah, good on Triumph. Yeah. So they've reduced the weights of the components inside the engine, and it's reduced the inertia, but it allows the bike to rev higher, which is pretty nice. It means from the twelve hundred parallel twin, you now get ninety eight point six brake horsepower, which isn't quite the same as the previous bike we're talking about. But you know, but they're not different beasts, obviously. But, um, at 7,250 RPM and an 82.6 pound foot torque at 4250 RPM. On top of that, they still managed to get away with uh, 10,000 miles before its first major service. You know, and I was, when I bought my tramp, I couldn't believe that it was 10,000 miles between them. I mean, that's I, like a you, car, I, that's like a modern car, you, but you, or a year, but you, you know, they, they get you in the year thing anyway because you never do, te- I never do 10,000 miles in the bike. Um, um, I'd probably do 10,000 miles if it was a big touring bike I had, but no. You're not that what you think for commuting and scooting about, you know? No, um, aye, no, <laughs> aye, no in, your, no in your first year and a half. Maybe a big que- good big question would be um, how practical is it to have a bike as your first and only mode of transport? Can you, aye, aye I think that's on the list. I think it could of, be, yeah. I think you raised that before. Probably did, huh? someone raised it before. Can you have just your bike as a mode of transport? Watch the space. Yeah, we'll just find out, yeah. They've upgraded the forks, the brakes, and the alloy wheels, which now come standard with Metzler Racetech RR tyres, uh, which get great reviews. It weighs 126 kilos wet, and will start at 11,000, which is 300 more than the last model, but to be fair, only 300 more for a for a more powerful, kind of leaner bikes nice, isn't it? Aye, I just really enough type. I did another typo in that. Did you? Aye. What did I say? The what did I say? It was wet. One two six. It's two one six. Two one six. Mm. You know, I, I, I read I, it right, and I mean, one two six. I, I, that's the wafer thin. I bet you. I bet you. I bet you. John's mongrel isn't even one two six. Not two I, one I, six. I mean, is it the new twenty twenty one Triumph two twenty or is it the new Vespa? Wait a minute here. And uh, I'm terribly sorry. Terribly sorry. Terribly sorry, listeners. That's like the the the, the Bill Clinton Bill Bill Cosby thing yesterday. Did you see that? No, do we really want to be gone there? <laughs> but we can go there very quickly because uh, the newsreader in America was standing up and was outside the court saying, uh, and Bill Clinton has been set free from his, <laughs> like his court case in the, eh? and the BBC had to make a big apology then. I always like it when the BBC make an apology. Just when you said, will we go there quickly with Bill Clinton? Mm. The first thing that came to my head was, uh, that's uh, what she said. That's what she said, eh? <laughs> It will have the usual black version there yes. um, at a cost. Uh, also in deep red... Or as a favourite, you can get it in grey and yellow, which is my kind of colours. Grey and yellow. Yeah, I know. absolutely. Love all that. Uh, and it hits the showrooms in August. So if you're looking to upgrade your Triumph um, and that's your kind of bike, uh, definitely worth a wee goosey gander. And I do like the Speed Twin. Ah, it has that kind of retro 
kind of vibe about it. Mm-hmm. Definitely a nice bike. So an interesting article in Bike, um, the mo- I think it was the most recent bike, about people that collect bikes and, and that thing between collecting bikes and riding bikes. And, you know, how many bikes is too many bikes when really a bike's supposed to be ridden? But, you know, if you've got, you know... And it's obviously it's people with loads of money, right? And, like, your James Mays and all that, the world that have got garages full of bikes. But Aye, if I won the lottery... Aye, I'd, to be I'd fair. be a bike collector. Because every time I pick up a copy of MCN or Bike Magazine or Ride or whatever and see a new bike, I would go, ooh. Yeah. I'd have probably had about four of those Steve McQueen bikes already. Oh, um, so and that's just the Triumph one. Never mind the other, the fella down south that makes them. The Scrambles, oh, the... I can't remember what they're called. Queen's with an M. Can't mind. Sally or something they're called. Anyway. Cool. Anyway, that's the showrooms in August. It's been... Twin. Happy days. There you go. As I bang the table now. See, no cup to bang because it's over there. So no. I just bang the table. There's still time. There's still time. Uh, new Zontus triple. Um, so anyone that's not familiar with Zontus, is Zontus, isn't it? Um, they are more, f- it's a Chinese brand, more renowned for little smaller bikes, usually little 125s. However, they are branching out. They have created a triple engine. Um, that will put them firmly in the 650cc world, but they're also creating a 1000cc version. It's a very cool looking bike, to be fair. It's, it's, aye, and albeit that's their concept, you know aye. what I mean? However, if they build it like that, it's, I don't know, I don't know about the aerofoil kind of wing things on the actual... I love them, I think amazing. Do you? I, I honestly do, but then, <laughs> but then... Then, then I'm kind of I've gone kind of full Tron looking at it. Do you know what I mean? So it is very Tron yeah. actually, and if it came in yellow, the 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 saddle to be fair, and if you get a chance to look it up, folks online have a look. The saddle does look like it would slice you in half right now, but from the, from that image, you know, it's almost sure it's, it, aye, it's almost as if that's a giant handle for somebody to pick it up, mm-hmm. go boom boom way, absolutely, which is again weird. Maybe, maybe they used an evil can evil stunt bike as the prototype model for the design. I don't know, but again, just the, and it's not even so much. Come to a big turn of wheel to get it started. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, the this new triple engine, um, there's not much detail on it at the minute, but they are believed, or it is believed, that it's going to be at the 120 degree angle. Um, so that's the same as Envy Augusta and Triumph's triples. Um, so they take a uh, 240 degrees in between mm-hmm. each fire. Um, so again, it's, that's that's interesting that they're actually just making a triple and almost I don't want to say replicating because that cheapens it, but they're they're, yeah. they're looking yep. at Triumph, they're looking at Vegas and going that for them this gives us the best output. So let's make it the same. Yeah, and I mean, if there's one thing that you know Chinese, Japanese, and manufacturers and that are, are brilliant at doing for everything, and I don't just mean motorcycles, I mean everything is copying. And Aye. then improving on that, you know, Aye. you know, I mean, I, years ago, you know, I used to look at like Yamaha as a perfect example, and their musical instruments. They would take like the the concept of a Stradivarius mm-hmm. and copy it, Aye. make it a Yamaha one, and 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 all of a sudden you get this incredible instrument, you know, because they've because they're so good at copying and then refining, you know? and that's clearly what they're and that's what, what that's they're going what they're for tra- you. Aye. Uh, that is what they're, they're trying to target. Now, what they are saying is that the, this new engine is going to have a slightly higher compression ratio of 
3.5 to 1, which is higher than the Triumph and the MV Augusta. Mm -hmm. So it means or it sh that indicates that actually performance-wise, it's going to be that little bit greater. And that's what they're doing. They're taking that... Taking and just that, tweaking just it tweaking to try and get it that wee bit better. However, again, as a concept, it looks phenomenal. Mm -hmm. If that engine performs as well as... You mean they're, they're it, talking it's, about? It's probably one of the most space agey type bikes you would see, you, you would see if they bring it out looking even, you know. If it's half, half of that of bike, that, it'll be a, it'll be a lovely looking bike because yeah. I don't think there's anything else out there that kind of fits that market. It has that kind of sporty look mm -hmm. to it, um, and I would hope with it being with it being a Chinese company, the the prices would be pretty competitive. I would have thought. I would so. imagine so. It depends how much cost goes into the R and D for mm -hmm. that triple But yep, love a looking thing. So Excellent. get if you get a chance, look it up. Uh last up. Yes. Now this is not a new bike, but and it's it's uh, it's a new route. But it's I mean obviously it's not a new route because the route's always been there. But from the Roman times. From the Roman times all roads lead to Northumberland. This is the Northumberland two fifty. Uh, so a couple called David Cook and his partner Ella, who live in Northumberland, have created a 250-mile loop from the North Pennines to Berwick-upon-Tweed. They obviously haven't gone out there and laid roads and tarmac and everything, do you know what I mean? That's Which would have been super that impressive. Would have, that would have been a, a that fantastic news there. But they've obviously charted out and, and mapped this 250-mile um, route. Charted. That's a good word. It's good, wasn't it? Huh? Charted. It's like, it's like um, kind of the... I was going to say the Wilson Pickett line, but a Wilson Pickett is obviously a soul singer. You know what I mean? You think Wilson Phillips? No, Wilson Phillips is that's even worse. The Wilson Phillips line. Yeah, just you know they, they were going to do the Wilson Phillips line, but then he said, "We'll just hold on for one more day." Oh, Sorry. hang <laughs> um, on. The, thank you. you. Yeah, the Mason Dixon line is what I was thinking of, which is that's like miles away from either <laughs> of those. I know. But, it's, but it gives you that sense of explorers that they are charting away at this, you know, this undiscovered country. But actually, it's 250 miles around about Northumberland, which is beautiful, beautiful countryside. Aye. Absolutely stunning. And if you're listening from somewhere else in the world, you know, and you come over to the UK, hire a bike and go and go around Northumberland, it's absolutely beautiful. Aye, it's the north. It's the it's, it's, it's the it's, it's probably north as you can get because Berwick upon Tweed. Yeah, it's, 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 it's changed it's, hands between England and Scotland aye, over the years. It's, so it's, it's, right it's as the north as you can go in England. Aye, yeah. But it's and that is on the kind of big, the kind of back shoulder of the country, getting get in towards Edinburgh so that side. The, Aye, you know, on the east side, yeah, east coast, exactly. So it covers the stunning coastlines and the Northumberland National Park. That's the one. The route has fifty points of interest, including castles and waterfalls. So take your camera equipment if you're a photographer. Take your film and stuff. You know, if you've got a cheeky wee drone there, make sure it's up two hundred fifty grams so you can skirt around the law. Take your budgie smugglers and your swimsuit. Exactly. And the waterfalls. Yeah. Um, uh, and they put a guide in place for all the places that you can eat and drink and stay. Should you want to break it up or do it twice? Yeah. Which went I did one way. Still burning. Did, burn did so back the way. Uh, and all that's included, um, and the couple want it to be an alternative to the NC 500s, which is the North Coast 500, which is obviously the big one in the north of Scotland, oh. up around the top of Scotland, which again uh, is a phenomenal route, um, and any bikers probably know that's probably one of their bucket lists, so I think they probably want to make this Northumberland 250 a kind of bucket list route for people. By, all, by all accounts, the North Coast 500 just now is absolutely 
look chaotic with bikes. But I I would imagine, especially with all your with all your kind of you know virus stuff, staycation stuff. I mean, I wouldn't want to go anywhere near it. In fact, I was I was chatting with a friend. A uh, big shout out to Donald. How you doing, mate? I was chatting with him today. I hadn't seen him for twenty years. Fantastic wee bit of catch up with somebody um, who's from Lewis originally, and he says that Lewis is just it's like it's mental. like mental. It's like a traffic jam, you know. And uh, he said, and you know, it's just the the islands are going crazy because people are just over there, camper vans, you know, bikes, everything, just no, you know, just not so much crazy. doing that, but just actually own the fact that you've not seen them for twenty years, huh? and I saw you put up a thing on Facebook about, right, yeah. uh, about how you'd reconnected mm-hmm. them through Facebook. That's pretty cool, actually, um, because I know that's not what Facebook was initially designed for, but it was designed to try and keep in touch with people, and mm-hmm. the fact that you've reconnected with someone at yeah. that time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It kind of restores my faith in social media slightly. It, it's nice to remind, remind you people that actually there is good things that come from these platforms as well. Aye, you know it's I mean? not all about Boney M's Rasputin. No. <laughs> I've, I've got an image there, but, you know. I've actually been to the palace where Rasputin was killed in St. Petersburg. I wonder where you were going Fascinating, there. right. Oh, absolutely fascinating. Um, and we digress slightly, but it is very, it's a fascinating story. See, I'd love to go there. It is really good. Um, so, yeah, the route is available as a digital download for free. The right? best price ever. The best price ever. You can download it for free. But you can get a printed copy for £7.50. So please do check it out at www.nland250.com. www.nland250.com. The damp and the coffee's kicked in. That's it, exactly. The damp and the caffeine. There we go. And the painkillers have kicked in. And the painkillers. The painkillers, the caffeine and the wetness. And the antibiotics that I'm not allowed to drink on. Boo. Hiss. You know, so. And have you not got beer ready? Aye. Oh, I'll bring I'll bring some over. That's so destroying. I know. It doesn't travel well on a bike. I'd have to bring over in a car. Aye, you hear rattling all the way here. I know. But I quite fancy that we end. So maybe um, myself and Dara might just take a wee trip down because we're not that far away. We are not that far Actually, away. Actually, to be fair, we, we could t- you know probably maybe do a wee bit of that and maybe do a wee special podcast. Aye, cut couple and you could be. You could be in um, Berwick and, mm-hmm. and go back the way and do it back the way. Yep, absolutely. I mean? So, um, yeah. And you could easily do that, find someone to stop. And do you know that would be a really good back. podcast to get a couple of guests on it? Because we could actually, we'll record it on the road. Um, you know, I've got all the portable stuff we can do that with, so that'd be cool. Podcast on the go. Podcast on the go, yeah. Right, let's just pack up and go. Or can I? You're damp. I'm damp. And you've no waterproof gear with you, just yeah, in I'm, case the rain comes in. I'm, um, Again. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Darren's cave and I'm just too moist just now. Family show. And that was the news and then some. <laughs> the big question. This week's big question. If your bike's not down, you're not coming in. <laughs> which isn't really a question when, we thought, question, about, when we, just, we thought about it. But aye, we're thinking. We said bike security. Have you got trainers on? You've got trainers, yeah. You map it. If, you, if your bike's not down, you're not coming. It's house trainers, you're not getting in, mate. So, uh, bike security. Bike yeah? security. Yeah, so that's the very loose veil of security. <laughs> was like that. I know. We were, we were trying to make bike security sexy, but it just wasn't happening. No. Uh, yeah, so according to Bennett's Insurance, basic security, even a cheap disc lock, makes your bike three times less likely to be stolen. Did you know that? I did not know that. You Darren. do know. I See? do know. See? 
Uh, when looking for security, particularly chains, padlocks, disc locks, etc., then you always should look for the sold secure. We don't always have to look for the sold secure, but you it, you it, should it's, look it's for the sold yeah. secure rating. So the sold secure rating is a testing house for security products. And it is owned and administered by the Master Locksmith Association. And they, which they I never even knew there was a thing. Well, there's a Master Association for everything, to be honest. But that, that does sound like the kind of people who would be quite good at testing locks. It's, I don't know. It sounds like some sort of. It sounds, I mean, if they turn around and say like it's, it's right up there with the secret, with the, the magic circle. Yeah, if they said it was owned and administered by the Master Pastry Association, I'd maybe think I'd that the ratings would be aye, a wee bit dubious. Aye, aye, that's Tasty. True. But dubious. It's a silver rating, however, gold for taste. And a nice creamy. Yes, and it's it brown. But the trouble is it just crumbles a bit much under pressure. So now (laughs) while based in the UK, I couldn't find any whether that was recognised worldwide or whatever. Um and whether there was some sort of company or something similar in like the US or or Europe or whatever. Now um there is some companies though that and that are based in the US that do refer to the sold security rating, so I'm assuming that it is kind of recognised yep. across the piece. However, mm. you know I mean, now they are non-profit. They work with companies, um, the media, the Home Office, the police, and the public to maintain the latest details of all the equipment that they test, which they then they charge a fee back to the manufacturers to test it. Um, and then they give it their rating. So it's yeah. not as if you know I mean they are a non-profit organisation, but they're the companies that make the stuff actually pay for it. We digress. There is four ratings, bronze, silver, gold, and on very rare occasion, diamond. The diamond level um, being for certain trackers and cylinder lock products and that is, doesn't cover everything. Okay. I'm currently singing diamond or a bit of girl's best friend in my head there. But try to put of, of all the songs with diamond in it, that's the one you went to. Yeah, totally. But I was trying to reword it so that it's like to do with a lock in my head and to be like super qu- quick and clever and, and quirky and I just, it's not going to Aye, anymore. aye. Caffeine drugs have since wared off which in this space in two minutes. Um, so if it has a rating, then we'll share that with you as we go through. And if you want to check out if you've got your own product, or not your own product, but if you've got your own product listening, send it to us and we'll test it. Absolutely. But if you've already bought a chain or whatever and you want to check what your kind of rating is, if you don't know, then head over to www.soulsecure.com and check it out for yourself. Because there's loads of chains out there and a lot of those, you know... You and I'll be honest, the Soul Secure website's not the most friendliest of websites. It does take a little bit. Once you understand how they... Like how you search for stuff, then it becomes a bit easier. Um, but initially, I was like, oh, "What? No, this is just not user friendly, is it? Not the most user friendly website I've ever worked on." Okay, right. So first up, big thick chains, locks, and ground anchors. <laughs> is that taken over from long strokes? Yeah, well, it's it's just being added. Ground, ground. Which, and then ironically, the first one coming up, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm scared, I'm scared. It's the Oxford Beast. Which does kind of fit into the actual initial question. It's the Oxford Beast. It's the Oxford Beast, 22mm chain. Yep, the Oxford Beast, 22mm chain, which is essentially a big, thick chain with um a, a nice kind of waterproof cover over it. And it says in bright white letters, Oxford, because everything that Oxford does pretty much has bright white letters on it, it says Aye. Oxford. But, um, you know, good budget, you know, 
quality products really from Oxford. Um, 22 mm diameter links and it comes in a one and a half or a two meter length. It weighs from 12 kilos up to 15 kilos, so it's not the kind of thing you want to be carrying about being in your back. It's not, it's, that's not going to fit into a basic jivvy top box. No, absolutely not. Or a tank so, bag. As a, as a, we've so kindly written down here, it's a heavy old beast. Heavy old beast. So they're still secure motorcycle diamond rating, though, so boom, you know. Anyway, we're That's going, one thick sucker. We're going in big early. We're going anyway. big early. We've hit, we've hit you with a diamond straight away. You know, we'll hit you with a sparkle. Straight in. Whip the beast out. There you go. Diamond rating. Family show. Family show. And uh, this is um, your lock-up at night protection. Yeah, yeah let's be honest. It's sitting in the garage or whatever you're locking it up. I, you wouldn't carry that about with you. And the prices range from um, £150 to £215, depending on the size and retailer. So I think probably this is an indication of security ain't cheap, which is not cheap. Not on that side of things, no. No, no, not, no not. when you're getting the big gold sticker on it, uh, the big diamond sticker. Big diamond sticker, so 150 pounds. So, yeah, absolutely. But with that comes the Oxford Beast Lock. Yep. So this is designed, obviously, to fit. I wouldn't say it comes with it. In, no, not in comes with it. No, no, it's not with it. Comes with it in terms of the range. Yes, the range. The range. Yeah. Yes. So, um, it's the Oxford Beast Lock. I do like the colour scheme, though, black and yellow. Yes, I thought you might. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, the Beast Lock is three point six kilos, kilos heavy, um, three point six kilograms, or about um, seven odd pounds for the. That's like a gym workout. Just uh, lifting that uh, up to put. Lifting that and the chain, you know I mean, you could cancel eight pounds, but eight—I would say it's what at least about eight pounds. Ah, yeah, right. yeah, there you go. You could cancel your gym membership just Aye. by just walking and unlocking your bike twice a week. Uh, and it's designed to resist angle grinder attack. Um, I mean, it does look—it does look like a small kind of plutonium container or something, doesn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know, it's the kind of thing you'd see Doc Brown bigging out the back of the DeLorean. Right? Uh, aye, I was going to say something else, which I'll tell you when we're off here. Yeah, absolutely. What it looks like. Yep. And uh, uh, you can see this also earns the Sold Secure Diamond rating. And it's another 150 quid direct from Oxford. You probably could shop around. You might find it this way. 30 mil hardened pin. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's, that, that's just... That's, that's, that's ice. It's, it's, it's a lot of pin. Let's put it that way. Aye. That's, you know? aye. So there you go. So if you get the Oxford Beast chain and you get the Beast Lock, you are, what, 360 odd quid? To secure your bike. Ouch. Ouch. But, again, depending on your situation of where you lock your bike up, mm-hmm. that might be the difference between you waking up to the bike being there or the bike not being there. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, and if they are trying to steer your bike that on it, you will hear them dragging it down the street. And actually, you probably ability to follow the indent in the pavement as they've dragged it down the street because it would Absolutely. tear up tarmac. Passing two or three people who are nursing their hernia, on the way, <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Aye, maybe a group of them. Um, Here we go. So that's it. The, that's our first our first chain. And our second one ch- is... Ch- chain of fools. That'll be the ones that try and lift the chain up. There we go. Ch- 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 chain. Chain. Uh, so I had to finish it though. I know. <laughs> I, I know. I just... <laughs> I, really, I was going to go... Yes. Uh, although you notice the diamond rating stuff actually is quite innuendo-based. Because our next product is the Pragmasis Titan. The Titan? I, I know, the Pragmasis Titan. Again, it's another 22mm chain. 
again, Diamond Star Rating. Um, it's a link chain. Again, comes with a. I wouldn't even say it's fluorescent orange. It's more of a kind of opaque orange weather protective cover. Comes in one point two or one point eight meter lengths. Um, it's the kind of orange that you could potentially get a pair of. Um, Chinos with from Marks and Spencers if you're 87 years old. (laughs) (laughs) And like going on a cruise. Like going on a cruise with boating shoes. Boating shoes. It comes with a standard link or you can get it with a round round lock link. Try saying that when you've had Try saying that when you've had some coffee and some build. The Titan weighs 8.5 kilograms per meter. So if you get the 1.8 meter version, it weighs 15.3 kilograms. So run about the same as what the Oxford Beast does. Prices start at £190 and go up to £250. You can get it in different diameters. So if that's too expensive, you can get a 19mm or a 16mm or a 13mm Titan. So you can obviously lower your budget. Yeah, you are lowering the security, but I think even those are still... Either gold or diamond rated, so it's still quite good from that perspective. Yeah, cool. Um, now to l- that's just the chain. If you want to lock it, you need to get the Pragmasis Pragmasis round lock. Um, it's interesting. That doesn't look as cool as the Oxford one, does it? It doesn't. No, it's it look- very inconsuming. It looks like something that's fallen off my brewing equipment from my beer. <laughs> it does look like one of those fancy things you put. You could put in a bottle of wine. Aye. Aye, so does I. Keep the air from getting it. Um, but not much to say about it. It's a 21mm thick round lock um, priced at 40 quid. Um, this is the specific round lock um, is, needs to be used in conjunction with the round lock end chain. Um, it weighs 530 grams, so it is much lighter than that one. Um and as we'll come on to later, it also has a little hidden secret, which we can pick up on later on Ooh. as we go through. I so love a hidden remember, secret. Remember the round lock. Yep. Sorry, what, what was it to remember? Round lock. Oh, right, okay. Sorry, I'd forgotten that. <laughs> you were just thinking about the beast. I was thinking about the beast. <laughs> okay. okay. So um, next up. We have home anchors. So, um, and yes, I did say that correctly. That's why family I that, That's why I got you to say that. Yes. Um, so, for home security with any chain, large, medium, or small, a ground anchor is another layer of defence. Um, either bolt down or concrete in types are great, and while sold secure, only rate them up to gold level. There are a few. Our preference for existing concrete is the kryptonite stronghold. Which again, had this been a after Watershed, non-family show, I had a whole load of things running through my mind. I bet you did. You still do, you just can't say them. Yes. Um, it's big at around 19 centimetres or 7.5 inches diameter and 4.2 centimetres or 1.65 inches height and weight, which is, and it weighs nearly 3 kilograms, yeah. It has a 16 millimetre hardened carbon alloy steel shackle for connecting to. And the price is around 90 to a hundred quid, but it's always shop about. Yeah, concrete anchors are around fifty pounds, but factor in you'll need to buy concrete and mix and set it all. So. Can, can, I, can I just say something, mm. right? And we'll try and keep this within the boundaries of our normal common decency. Yes, that, yeah. 
if you actually just read th- if you if you take those last three sentences right and you didn't know that we were talking about ground anchors. What it's big and around it's it's big and around nineteen centimetres or seven and a half inches in diameter and four point two centimetres or one point six five inches in height and weighs nearly three kilos and it's got a hardened carbon alloy shackle that you could be talking about anything that you potentially order off of one of those sites that turns up in a brown box. box. <laughs> Who knew that there was We've already had the Titan, I, the Beast. I blame, I blame the copywriter for this. <laughs> and a stronghold. Uh, I never yes. really thought this through when I was thinking, no. security's a bit dull. Actually, security's got a hidden underworld. Well, security's a wee bit racy. For, sec- for, 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 for no moving anything, it's racy, racy, racy. <laughs> I'm just thinking, have I, went on to the right, have I checked the right sites here have i looked at the right products here because yeah. this does sound a bit to be fair the picture, the picture does make it just look like a big lock do you know what i mean you know aye it does and uh, you mean uh, if, if you're listening to this podcast please google the images of the kryptonite lock <laughs> yeah so do that you, not take, so that yeah. you know yeah. that what we're talking about is exactly yes. a legitimate decent yes um very very um effective security yes and have a look at the oxford beast lock and you will understand the plutonium case in reference yep and there probably will be another reference in there that you will automatically come to if you are wired in any way weirdly like we are yep uh one other security device then that i wanted to call it um was for anyone that has a garage or a shed uh there is a thing out there called a guardsman barrier um and the only reason i'm calling this out is because i have seen um someone use them um and they are quite impressive. However, they aren't cheap. They are very expensive. Um, but it is full on professional. So at five hundred and ninety nine pounds and ninety nine pence. Ooh, ooh ouch. Yep, I know. Um it not only looks great but is a massive deterrent. Um it has crazy fixings into the ground. It comes professionally installed and all that kind of stuff. It's a full on proper bit of kit so you had a couple of bikes in a garage and you wanted to have that added layer of protection you put this massive steel barrier in because that's essentially what it is it's a massive super strong steel barrier now i suppose mind you if you've got a couple of bikes you know if you're going to spend 300 quid on security of each of the bikes 600 pounds for both of them exactly see 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 logic um when you're not using it and you need to get a bike out, it literally just kind of concertinas in on itself um, and uh, like a kind of one metre or so long arm that just folds straight up right. so that it's just like a barrier and it literally is out the way. So you don't need all the height clearance because um, it actually just goes and like a giant selfie stick. Oh, cool. And then yeah. you can kind of pop it up. Uh, it comes with a 10-year guarantee and B-Moto offer a discount on your insurance if you've got one installed. Um, and I imagine that others will probably follow suit yeah, probably, um, yeah. as they start to go through them. Is it quite a new product? I don't know. How, I, I only saw it probably 18, two, two years ago. Um, and that's the first time and the only time I've ever seen anyone it. kind of makes sense. It's one of these things where you kind of look and go, oh, that actually makes sense. That uh-huh. a big bar up in front of your now, garage. If you don't have a garage and you've got a shed, for example, mm-hmm. that you keep your bike in. They do a smaller version, which is a shed version, which again is about half the price. Oh, right, cool. um, but it's still, again, it's like a big con- it's concrete and big pillar and all that kind of stuff. So it's quite good for that that point of view. Now, uh, 
YouTube sensation, I'm going to call it out in case you ever listens. I doubt you'll ever listen, but YouTube sensation, um, the Mizzenden Flyer. We could we could tag him in it though, just in the whole We should scene. actually just tag him in it, but yeah, the Mizzenden Flyer. If you haven't seen his YouTube channel, go and check it out. He does bike reviews and all that kind of good stuff. Top bloke is Andy, very, very funny. He has one of these in his garage, but he does have about five bikes, right? right? And then he has bikes on loan for manufacturers and all that kind of stuff so he kind of not has to have it but he needs that added security um and he lives away down south where crime obviously is slightly higher so if you want to see one go and check out his page Um, he does a little video on on how it all works and stuff which is quite cool and i think he actually does a discount as well with it'll be linked from his youtube channel i think if you link for there to i mean the company i think you get 50 quid off or something like that so it's just Quite, I mean, that's quite substantial. Um, but if not, head over to www.image4, as in the number four, security.com, and see for yourselves, or just go into Google and look up Guardsman Barrier. Cool. Um, but they're very, very cool. Nice. So uh, that's um, that's pretty certainly pretty more kind of permanent stuff we're talking about, Aye. you know, at the home, security at the home. home. So next, it's on the move. Lighter options that. Uh, Cut. Can I just say something? Yes. I'm glad because could you imagine carrying one of the big gardens when you were out on the bike? Like a jousting stick. But you could put a camera <laughs> on the end of it. Oh. Been there. Been there. Done right. that. Doing it again. Sorry. Sorry. I, so, uh, carry on. Uh, so lighter options that can be taken on the go. So what about a chain that you can throw in your rucksack or top box? So let's look at a couple. So we're back to Pragmasis. And the Pragmasis Protector 13mm chain. Again, sounds really rude. Yes, but it's a solid, secure motorbike gold rated chain. So, for something you're on the move, you're only one step down from diamond. It's you know, it's pretty decent. Um, you know, like for instance, I um, I was at the west end of Glasgow today, parked the bike up, um, and thought, and, and most of these bike places, when you've got you know, especially in Glasgow, you've got free bike parking, and there's always somebody to put a chain. And your bike round, so instead, and if it's, if it's handy enough to carry around, then it's definitely worth bringing with you. Um, a, at a cost of approximately six quid for the one and a half meter chain, you can get various sizes, um, smaller and much larger. You know, so there's you know there's certainly loads of different options. One and a half meter chain comes in a respectable four and a half kilos in weight, so so it works about three kilos per meter. Yeah, and this is just the chain. If you go for the link chain, you can use the Pragmatis round lock we discussed before or you could buy a normal u-lock yeah the round lock's quite cool um if you go for the noose chain version the round lock won't work so a standard link clearly won't work but if you go for the round lock which if you think about it if you buy the big one for the garage and a round lock and then you buy a the the protector the 13 mil and take that when you're out you could just literally unlock the bike and take the actual round lock with you cool yeah, and hook it in. Which so smaller is much better because it's only five hundred grams, isn't it? So exactly. Um, the links are thirteen mil hardened steel, and it comes with a tough protective sleeve. Yeah. There okay. you go. Sounds quite racy. It does sound a bit racy. Um, although to be fair, when I had tough protective sleeve, I just thought that's a really good way to constantly wipe your nose. <laughs> I didn't go racy. I just went. <laughs> I just went minging. <laughs> well, that's right. it. Um. <laughs> The Malenko is that Coraline? It's Corain. If it's if it's, if it's pronounced the same as the place in Ireland, it's Corain. Ah, there you go. The Malenko Corain twelve mil chain with lock 
Notice the width lock. That's good. Again, this is another sold secure gold rating product and also has the police recommended stamp on it. So at the time recording this, um, Malenko had the 1.4 metered version on sale at £67, which was 30% off. It's normally about the 100 quid mark. At a total weight of 4.8 kilos, again, remember it's got the lock on it, it's still fairly light for what it is. Now, assuming you have a top box, um, not sure how long you would potentially go with that in a rucksack. Do you know what I mean? But if you've got a top box or a panny or whatever, you can just throw it in there quite a thing. Hardened in temper, chrome molloy steel uh, gives a brilliant strength. A tough protective sleeve around the chain helps protect the bike. I had to concentrate there. Uh, yep. Protective sleeve. Protective sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably this is probably one of my favourites. It's up there. Um and would definitely make my shortlist um for a potential next purchase. Not only is it solid, it's good value, but it also looks quite good because yes. I quite like the blue against the yellow and it's the locks kinda all encased and stuff like that. So um, it's probably visually, it's, it's probably a, as much of a deterrent because it's yeah, not because you're looking at it going, oh, yeah, if I'm a would be thief, and I don't know how thieves think, but I would be thief would go, oh, that's an encased lock, they really need the hassle of trying to get into that. Oh, there's one there with a normal U lock, I'll just angle green that or hacksaw exactly. or whatever, yeah. whatever it is today. So, aye, so that that's the that's the bonus for me on that one. Nice. Yeah, it does look really cool. And actually, you know, it's something I would maybe consider as well. To be fair, it's. Aye. Um, but and I think the big thing for me is it's it yellow. Comes with, it's yellow, but it comes with a lock. It comes with a aye. Lock. It's you the know, the whole things any. aye. And if you if you're in the market right now, again they've got thirty percent off, so it's sixty odd quid. That's a bargain. Absolutely. Uh, now, they're still four or five kilos. These these chains. Uh, they're still no you know, light. You know, you're not going to carry that, you know, kind of over your shoulder for a, a long period of time if you're if you're going for a for a bit of run. So if space or weight is an issue, then this might be an option for you. It's the Light Lock Moto One Hundred Eight, which is one hundred and thirty nine ninety nine. And if you haven't seen it, uh, it looks like a big fabric belt, right? So um, it's essentially if you imagine you get one of these big, you know, you know when you. Way back in the day, there was the arm, the, the live strong yellow bands that you wore around your wrist. Aye. Yeah, on, and, and lots of companies now use them for like events and all that. Yeah. It looks a bit like one of them, only on steroids to fit on your bike. To fit on your waist, but the size of that thing. Aye, your waist, yeah. And it's got, it's got a wee kind of crisscross pattern that looks vaguely Celtic, but it's really just a wee crisscross pattern. It also looks reflective. Yep, yep. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does look reflective. I would like to think that's another deterrent, especially at night if you're... If Thieves are looking about a, a lot. We'll see that. Aye. I'm not going to try and go for that. Um, so here are a lot of the highlights that that is there, and they go. <laughs> uh, so if you've got a waist less than forty and a half inches, then you could carry it just like that, like a belt. You know, wear Aye. it like a bit of fashion, a bit of fashion. Hold your trousers up. Hold your trousers up and hold your bike in place. Um, under its neoprene material, though, lives what Lightlock called the Flexi Core. Yep. Made up of a series of... There's something there we could do with Flexicore, isn't there? Oh, it sounds like... Flexicore. It sounds like a gym class. I know. Under I'm doing... Material. Welcome to a Flexicore class. Saturday mornings, I'm doing Flexicore, mm. followed by Pilates. 
Exactly, made up of a series of, just move on, a series of cables made from a high tensile alloy with a rubber coating over them. Um, it's essentially, it's lots and lots of thin wee, thin wee kind of steel cables. Aye, it, that's exactly what it looks like. It's like a, if you've ever seen like a braided power cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a big aye. steel are they using cable cars and things like ah, that? Yeah, 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 that kind yeah. of thing. But it's obviously, it, rather than being like round, mm. it obviously is Flat. a lot smaller and they try and kind of flatten out so that it's... But it's quite cool. Quite cool. It makes the thing very bendy. The lock casing is made from hardened alloy with marine-grade rivets in it. So, obviously, um, marine-grade rivets are clearly good. I would imagine waterproof. And probably... Non-susceptible to rust. Exactly. I would imagine... The, um, uh, a, a, a corrosion-based protection there as well. Yes. Um, so probably very good for something like Scotland, would it? Pease it in. Only, seem, only, only, well, only in between only, your only two Only in between where you live and yeah, where I live. Exactly. Um, just like a normal chain, you can connect more light locks together using the locking mechanism to give you a large light lock. A large light lock. But the big bonus for the particular device, you can roll it up so it can take up very little space and it weighs next to nothing at 1.46 kilograms. So, in the day, literally, it gets quite you know, that way when you start rolling something up like a I'm going to say like a Tunnox tea cake wrapper, yes, and you start rolling it up and rolling it up, and then you go. I could get that tighter, and then you unravel it, and then you go, I could get it really exactly. tighter exactly and tighter. That, yeah. It kind of is like that. It's properly flexy. So it's, it's definitely a wee bit different from just your traditional chains and all that, and but probably something that's probably pretty um, flexible in terms of use as well as in terms Aye. of its actual physical makeup. I wouldn't, again, it's more for on the go. I don't mm. think I'd oh, use it. I think it's on the go, and it's, it's probably, it's probably one of the, I mean, I mean I could be wrong. Did this one doesn't have a secure lock rating? No, it was gold. Oh, did it? Aye. Did, did I say that? No, you didn't. No, it's on the picture. Mm. So it is secure, sold secure motorcycle gold. So mm. you still got that level of security, but um, which is a bonus. Yeah, bonus. Bonus. Yep. Cool. There you go. Disc locks. Disc. Now I'm going to come back full circle to the beginning. Remember we talked about the. Progmasis round lock. If you bought one of those with your home chain, you can actually use it as a disc lock. So, again, it's around 40 quid, like we said before, and you can literally fit it between ka-ching, and use it as a disc lock. That's good, isn't it? That so, is if nice. you bought one of those with your big chain for the garage or shed or whatever you, wherever you park the bike, when you take it off, you can just use that as a disc lock when you're out in a bit, which is quite clever. Very clever. The only thing I will say is it doesn't fit all BMW brake discs. So, that's the only thing. So, and, so if you've got a BMW, maybe yeah. just check that out beforehand. Does it, are they saying it fits as a other manufacturers that we know of? That, that maybe Yes, yes, it's just certain BMWs. Yeah, BMW, it, everything else it just doesn't be. fit because of the shape. You know how they've got, there's small holes and then the bigger holes Aye, and all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. They just, it doesn't quite fit in some of the BMWs, but everyone else doesn't seem to have a problem with them. So, aye, again, another multifunction bit of kit, that. Cool. Um, and then we're going to come back, right, full circle again, back to Oxford. Again. Uh, they've got a 16mm disc lock, which just looks like a big padlock, right? Um, it's sold, sold secure gold and Thatcham approved. And I know that certainly a lot of insurance companies, if you're saying you're locking it up somewhere, they want... 
you to use a Thatcham approved yep. security thing. For, um, you know, so uh, if your bike is nicked and you said you're using a Thatcham secured and you're not, then you may not be getting anything back for your insurance. You couldn't validate your insurance. Yeah. The the boss, which is called the big boss, uh, also meets meets the police preferred specification and therefore is accredited secure by design SBD. When, sorry, I, bl- I blacked out there because when you said that, I just heard the the music for Enter the Dragon. Nice. Big boss. Ding, ding, ding. However, if you play scenes from those films but using something like Chaka Khan's Smooth Operator, it gives them a completely different look. So anyway, I digress. Not cheap at £60, but it does have that 16mm shackle, and if you can you have a 16 millimetre shackle? What can you have? That's what I say. True. Yeah. It weighs 600 grams, which is the same as most of the big players. And like the Pragmasis, you can use it to lock up chain your chain at home as well. Because it does look like a big padlock Aye. as well. And you can get an alarm version for an extra tenor. So if people, if people, if people fiddle with your big boss, it will scream. For an extra tenner though, extra I, I, for me, I would pay the extra tenner right, just to get the one that squeals. You know, do you know what I mean when you try to steal it? You know, I mean, because I suppose for me, you could buy a wee cheap this lock that screams and makes a noise because you're not really buying it to secure the bike. You're just buying it to make a noise so that folk run away because people aye, start looking. Aye, aye, so th- it's, it's literally an, an audio. What's the word I'm looking for? Deterrent. Auditory deterrent. Yes, that's it. You heard that right, folks. You heard that right. Auditory deterrent. We should have we should have concentrated on that on those warm ups. Yeah. Um, the Squire Eager Mini Disc Lock, again sold secure, motorcycle gold rated, cost about forty quid. Um, made from a hardened alloy steel and armoured steel. Um, comes in at six hundred sixty eight grams, which that's slightly a little bit heavier. Um. And it does come in more colours than just yellow. Um, but I just thought we'd throw the yellow picture up there for Ian's benefit because we know he does love a bit of yellow. I like the yellow, mellow. Although the link on that, I'm not a big fan of that yellow. It's no. a bit kind of... Actually, it's a bit watery. Aye, I, was, aye, I was thinking Peely Wally. Peely Wally. Aye, watery. watery. Peely Wally. Is, is right. Uh, again, apologies for anyone who doesn't know what Peely Wally or watery is. Um, I would say Google it, but that's maybe not the best idea. No. Uh, the link is cell is a 13 millimeter thick shackle um again it's probably another good versatile bit of kit because not only could you use that as a disc lock i can imagine you could probably use that as an actual padlock as well yeah, absolutely um so yeah so all these disc locks do look like padlocks so if you want a tr- so if you want a more traditional looking disc lock then fear not there are some gold dating ones out there they are fairly expensive though from about 40 to 60 pounds the Oxford Alpha XD14 is an example, um, eh, of, and that's the one that kind of looks more like that kind of kind of clamp thing, really, doesn't it? it looks Aye. like a wee yep. mini wheel clamp type thing that goes around your disc lock. If you add a, a, a stapler, a stapler. Oh, that's a good point. A big, like, a, little, a big thick pocket stapler. The, the Arnold Schwarzenegger staplers. <laughs> <laughs> if you're adding a disc lock as an additional layer, then you could drop to a silver rating and save some pennies. Come on. <laughs> That's just terrible hacking, isn't it? You got to lock the bike. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> 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 
Okay. If you're adding a dislock as an additional layer, then you could drop to silver and save some pennies. And I think what we're seeing there is don't make dislocks your only security option on a bike. It's it's just another thing, a visual thing really to say, hey, don't steal me, steal the bike next to me that hasn't got one. Aye. Again. I Not that we want people to steal anybody's bikes. But no. if you've got a, if you've got a big monster thick chain on it, then uh, you probably don't need a disc lock. But if it's only armed and tracked, I'd maybe throw a disc lock on it for the sake of 30 quid. Aye, absolutely. I would just throw it in there just as another deterrent. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, is don't, like some people I know, forget that they're on there and try to pull away and <coughs> not go anywhere. Hence why. And drop their bikes. You buy your wee silly things like the wee you rubber. Buy your, hey, the wee slinky. Slinky things, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Aye. You know, for a couple of quid, that's absolutely worth getting one of them just between your disc lock and, and your handlebars. Absolutely, ah, totally. Um, so it's worth noting if you buy one of the big boys, you can and you've you've got your disc lock. You know, absolutely using it there. So you know, you although buying a separate disc lock, you don't really need it if you're using one of the kind of padlocky type ones. No, and if you're buy, aye, if you're buying one of the big padlocky ones for the home anyway, the Pragmasters one's a really good idea because it is still quite easy to move around and. And it's that. quite uh, the thing about the Pragmasters one is, is it looks quite small. Uh-huh. Um, it's maybe even you, that little picture shows you the fifty pence against it, so mm-hmm. it's probably about three times. Yeah. I hate a three, three and a half, fifty uh, pence. Fifty pence kind of stacked the top one of So it is quite small. So as a disc lock on there, it'd be really hard to get in and actually just get in to get that, that out. out. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that nice and tight. Aye. Mm. Um, now this one always interests me, right? Which is lever and throttle locks because this I think is a fairly, for me, this seems to be a fairly new thing. You know I mean it's on the most recent of bike yeah. security. Now, lever and throttle locks are not. So, um, sold secure rated yet, okay. Um, but as another layer of security, um, sticking that on, there's no harm in doing it. And especially, can you you can get them roughly about twenty quid. Um, Amazon have got one on there called the Ride Throttle Lock, which again, I kid you not, I'm not making that up. Um, again, there needs to be. I think the the Master Locksmiths Association seriously need to have a set of guidelines on what these people name these things. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I I wish we had wrote a wee summary at the bottom of these. The the Beast, the Titan, the Protector. The There's lock. a lot of sleeves and now a throttle lock. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it gets it gets really good ratings on on Amazon. Um, maybe worth adding. Again, if you're adding maybe a a disc lock. And you want that extra layer of protection, just mm. throw one of them on it. Or if you've got a, a tracker and an alarm on it, maybe get one of these and throw it on there. Again, hopefully in time <coughs> they will become It's it's the crook lock for bikes, really, isn't it? And remember crook locks? Aye. Kind of when you put well, it on your steering wheel, your car. Ah, exactly. Which you don't really see very much of now, but Well, if you're driving away from here the night and you come at a mine and turn right and there's a big Peugeot part kinda of almost at the zebra crossing like the bottom of the street, on, yeah. he always puts his crook lock on. And I and the amount of times I and every night I walk by it and I'll see it and I'll go, I don't think people are still using those. Mm. But there you go, it must be an old timer, an old timer, an old timer. You gotta use your crook lock, boy. Um, yeah, and then we're talking about crook locks, that data tool one, what's that one called? It's called a crook lock. There we go. Which is either used to secure a bike or your cheap plastic shoes. With holes in them. I wondered where you were going there. My, my heart genuinely stopped there. <laughs> uh, it's slightly dearer. It comes in thirty two ninety five. Um, 
And again, what I would say is, is as an extra security device, by all means, fill your boots. Um, I don't think they're any easier or any um, harder to tr- even take off a bike yeah. compared to a disc lock. So um, just I be nice to <coughs> yeah, n- nice for the sole security to catch up and maybe start testing some of these. Yeah. I think so I think it's key. Insight. The key I think you're saying there is absolutely. It's it's about slowing down how long it takes somebody to unsecure the bike. It's about slowing them down. Aye, if, they've got to, if they've got to go through four things as opposed to one, they're going to they're going to pick a different. Aye, at, at the end of the day, if you partner if you partner your bike up and you throw a chain on it, throw a disc lock on it, and throw a, a throttle lock or a croc lock wow. or a lever lock or whatever you one more on thing there that's three things that he's going to need to try and disarm if the bike next to you has got a I'm not going to say I'll say it like a Halfords bike chain like a bicycle chain mm-hmm. attached to it you mean one of these ones that kind of just it's like a it's almost like a dog lead that just extends and then right. clips in they're going to tackle that one because they know they could probably bust that with a hammer Whereas yours, they're going to need to spend a bit of time either trying yeah. to unpick it or angle grinding it or that kind of stuff, and they don't want that attention. So I think it's that if you can layer up and you can date quite cheap and still be f- fairly secure, um, then that's the best approach. Absolutely, yeah. Let's chat trackers because obviously, if they get through all this, and you know, the bottom line is if somebody really wants your bike, they'll have a right blooming good go again. Mm-hmm. So let's talk the trackers, yeah. Uh, the Monimoto. The Monimoto. Um, so it's a little wee beauty that comes in two parts. There's a fob which you carry when you're out on your bike. Nice and easy. Yeah. The main device that you plant on your bike. There's no wiring. Super easy to install. You just plant it on the bike. Perfect. Yeah. It runs on a couple of CR123A batteries, which I think are the wee kind of stumpy camera batteries, aren't they? Aye, they're the kind of size of a... It's like you take a double A and cut it and then make it a... W- and then just... Ah, it's like an old half pence, aye. or I don't know what the equivalent. What's a, a cent? Oh yeah, so the wee flat ones. Aye, aye, yeah, aye. yeah. I think aye. that's what they are. I'm getting confused with them. Something else. Aye, yeah, that's them. Uh, it auto arms and disarms and calls your phone in under a minute if the bike moves without detecting the fob, and it also sends you GPS location regularly if it's armed, and if no GPS, then it uses advanced positioning to approximate locations to approximately locate where it is, and it works globally. It's £149 for the unit itself and then £32.50 a year or £2.70 a month for the SIM card connectivity and updating. Great if you haven't got a tracker but really want one. It's actually, I'd been for £2.70 a month for the... I know. That's... For th- for give it a piece th- of mind, For yeah. 30 quid. And it's not like that. What I like about it is, is you don't have to you don't have to do all the technical install so you don't need to disconnect the battery yeah. and do all this right which some people are terrified of. I'll be honest, some people out there will be terrified to go, oh, I don't know, my wire not upright, and then what, drain my battery, and all this kind of stuff, right? exactly. The downside is, is if people know where it is, they can just take it out and, you know I mean, send it in with the fishies, right? But on the flip side, if you've got me on one bike, you could actually just, if you know that you're not going to be riding that bike this week, you're actually going to be riding your other bike, you can actually just swap it out and put it in that one. It's a good just, point. You know what I mean? So it's quite versatile. I do quite mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And again, for thirty two quid a month, uh, thirty two quid a year, that's that's peanuts mm-hmm. for, for a tracker. Absolutely. And it calls you in under a minute. I'm not be funny. Even if they pick your bike up and put it in a van, in under a minute, you get a right good chance of catching them. 
yeah. you've got another form of transport. Aye, and also, but it's but it is also you have got a chance of catching these people, and therefore, yeah, they might you might your might might have some damage done to whatever, but you're going to take some people off the road. Aye, you know, aye, totally. And again, works globally, yeah. so you're not having to worry about other kind of will it work if I'm away in whatever country. It just it works. Um, another tracker, and this is probably up the top end of the market, is the Data Tool Stealth Tracker. Um, and the reason that I know about this is because this is what's in my bike. Uh, and it's and I'll be honest and say I didn't go out and buy this because, well, it's stupid money. Um, however, BMW, they fit them as standard, um, which is quite cool. Now, bit of research. The latest S5 model, um, I think mine's is the one before that. But the latest model comes in at $359.99. Ouch. However... That also includes professional fitting from an authorised fitter, um, an authorised data tool fitter, local to you. So you're getting your installation for it, um, which is quite cool. Which is so far, I'm thinking that's not that bad. It's not that bad. Um, however, you've then got a yearly subscription, right? So I never, my first year was included with my bike, um, but your yearly subscription is £109. Aye, that's which when you look at thirty two quid for the for the money moto, it's you know what I mean. It's like whoa! Um, it comes with two rider ID tags, which you must and I repeat, must have one of those on you at all times. Um, the guy that sold me my bike um, in the showroom explicitly explained: do not leave. It comes with a lanyard. I clip mine onto my keys for my bike, right? But he says, you can clip on the lanyard, just don't ever forget to take it. I did it once, and they phoned the phone that it was registered to, which is obviously the kind of showroom's phone, yeah. and nobody answered it. Next thing I know, the police had pulled him I thought he'd stole it. <laughs> 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 because he'd lifted the rank fob, he'd lifted the fob for a different bike. So, again, you're paying £109. But, but you know it works. You so. know it works. Mm -hmm. And when I disconnected my battery to fit my Hex Easy can and my off cameras because the battery was off for a certain period of time they actually phoned me data tool and said by the way your bike's flashing up with an alert the battery's been disconnected etc etc is everything all right and i was like no it's fine i've got the bike off i'm actually working on it like, all right that's fine we'll cancel it we'll cancel the alarm down and you're going that's quite impressive that is impressive right? that I, mean, is really I was quite thinking. i was quite chuffed with that yeah. um you do also get a cool app which will tell you where your bike is and it's kind of live and it's tracking your bike and stuff, which is great if you're sitting there saying, oh, I wonder, wonder where my bike is. Oh, it's in the garage where you left it, you clown. Yeah. Um, but at least it shows up then. But it means if it gets stolen, then obviously you can you can, you can see where your, you can see where your bike's gone without you. Like, nice. why? Cool. Why? But again, as you say, expensive. Expensive, yeah. It's, it's I, would, I personally then, wouldn't have paid that amount of money for it. I would have probably went, if, if my bike didn't have a tracker... I would have went in the Morimoto route. However, BMW fit them as standard. Yeah. I have the option then to say, right, well, I'm moping that next year and it can just go dormant and then I can just put a, a Morimoto on it if I want. But based on what I've seen so far... You might just go I, for I it. Might just, I might just, I might just save the couple of quid up and, and pay that for another year. And then it, at it least does, then it's score it on It does there. sound excellent service in terms of... I, I, I can't fault them for that. I get the fright of my life when they want me. 
yeah. because I had the battery off. And it wasn't even off for that long because I'd done all the wiring previous. Right. Right? And it was literally a case I'd take the battery out, disconnect it, wire everything back up, pop it back on. So the battery wasn't off for that long. And they were straight on the phone to say, your bike's been disconnected. Is everything all right? Do you know where the bike is? And it was like, and you had to verify it was you and all that kind of stuff so mm. that if your phone gets nicked, they can still tell it's you and stuff. So you're like, can I fault that? I, I can really can't fault that. No, that's brilliant. That is really good. But again, you but, but you're paying for it. So aye. You know. If the three hundred fifty nine ninety nine was your first year and the fitting, then aye. then you would go, Well actually, do you know what? Then it's no bad value for money. Because I and imagine the fitting will probably take a good hour. So any reasonable garage, that's probably about sixty quid right away. Plus yeah. the hundred and ten quid, you're a hundred and seventy pounds, so you've already half the price of the tracker. That is good now. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, but, totally. But again, it depends on your budget. Yes. And talking about depending on your budget, uh, our last option comes courtesy of one of our listeners and is a really budget friendly. Again, if you haven't listened, please haven't listened revert to back to episode five. Yeah, so a big shout out to Dale. Dale, hey, man. Dale. Uh, this is uh, your security option that you, you kind of wrote in and let us know about, and we mentioned it in episode five. Using an old phone and a pay-as-you-go SIM uh, with geolocation services. Um, so you can just pop that into your bike and track it using a different phone if your bike is lifted. Now, yes, you won't get text alerts or an app, but it's a really cost-effective way to track a stolen bike. So it's a really, really kind of quite clever, quite switched on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to take the seat off or whatever, you've put the phone, you know what I mean, then absolutely, you know, they'll just, as you say, let it go swim with the fishies, but... Um, but it's the same with the Morimoto. Yeah, exactly. The same with any, so, anything that's you know I mean? not well, hardwired. And I suppose it's the same even with the big data tool. If 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 they're clever enough and know where BMW fit them as standard, and just rip the whole thing, harness <coughs> it, snip, 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 and it's in the bin. Now we looked um, uh, and found on Amazon the Zanko tiny phone, which is a 7 centimetre tall, 2.4 centimetre wide, and 1.3 centimetre deep tiny phone. It's that uh, size. And it's like, it's an option at 22 quid, it's small enough to hide, and if you hardwire it to charge, it won't eat your battery, you know, while you're not riding, do you know what I mean? So, uh, there's lots of wee phones out there, you know, and obviously you've probably got a phone line in a drawer, I think, as Dale said, if you've got an old phone line in a drawer, stick a page, you go sim in it and just... And just do it that way. Hardwire it that And it's way. one of the ones, I think Dale did say this the last time, he uses it when he's out, not when he's parked in the garage, Aye. if he's out and he's stoking somewhere, he can just have that one all the time and it just sits in there. Yeah, yep, and you're fine. And as long as it's holding a the charge, then you're quid, quids in. Yep, cheap and effective. So, you know. Well done, Dell. Cheers, Dell. Big well shout out to the Dell stuff. That's enough. He doesn't deserve that much a clap. He did get a fair amount of the clap on episode five. <laughs> Family show. <laughs> Alarms. Let's talk alarms. Um, factory fitted. You tend to be on a lot of new bikes that come factory fitted. Again, I've got a BMW one. Works fine for me. It's got a fob. You can disarm it. Arm Was it. that an option or did it come no, as it standard? No, it came with on mine, on the RT. Maybe if you went for a smaller bike or a different version, it would be an option. No mm-hmm. idea. But definitely on mine, which is the RTLE. So that's the kind of middle, middle variant. Um it came with it and again you can switch it on and off it's just like a li- it's like the car Aye. I mean you press the button press the top button once and that'll unlock your central locking Ooh. Um, and then but if you're already doing it switch it disables the alarm 
um, which is handy if you're moving a bike about you don't want to put the key in because um, the amount of times I've done that and it's mm. which in a small garage can get quite deafening especially if you get a bit of hangover um, not that I ever go out on a bike with a hangover it's just not worth it um, and then it's vice versa on the other side so uh, yeah they're quite good high pitched again if it's coming factory fitted and you're not paying anything extra for it then yeah go nuts you know what I mean just fill your boots um, the only thing that I will say is the alarm and the tracker combined if you're not on the bike for maybe two or three weeks mm-hmm. you, it, it does drain the battery voltage so sometimes you, you'll go and you'll st- it'll try to start and then it won't and you need to stick it on trickle for a wee couple of hours just to get enough in there to get it out of run and get it thingy. so that's the only thing I would say about those is it can suck the, the joy out of the battery. But if you're using a bike all the time, no issue. Yeah, I mean, I can, I could, uh, I, I, I think you're yes. right. Tell us about the Triumph one, Ian. Yeah, so, um, uh, and I, I, I agree, it can suck your battery and drain it and it can do all these things and it can go off and it does nuts and all these things. Um, and, and a nice wee quirk of the one that I got fitted for my Triumph. So when I went into Triumph, I asked, I got a factory fitted alarm put in it at the time of buying but you know um, I hadn't had the bike for a couple of years and I thought better be security conscious you know and all these kind of things I'm taking it into Glasgow I'll be parking it in bike parking outside I want to just make sure there's as many deterrents as possible you know and uh, and do you know for the first couple of years the alarm was no issues at all absolutely brilliant you know and uh, great did, did, although I do personally have this week in a um, inability to remember whether one flash of the light was off or on <laughs> so you know you press the button it flashes once and you go right that's wait a minute have I turned it off or have I turned it on right so one begins with O and that means on but T begin, but two begins with T and that means turned on or did that mean turned off because <laughs> off begins with O so you couldn't I could, so you know I'd regularly put the key in and forget that what, the, what you know and even now looking back I think uh, I don't know what <laughs> which flash means which. So I do that, and then I wish I've got to stand there for a couple of minutes, and then go. No, the red lights coming in the dash today. That's it. That's fine. And then um, the other thing I was a bit paranoid about with the with the thing is when I was I'd go to Ireland, take the bike over to Ireland, and there was like an, another option where you kind of pressed it and hold it down, so that um, if you're in, you know, you get the thing strapped up in the ferry and you're upstairs, and you you know it won't go off with the movement. The ferry, oh, like a transport mode yeah, kind of thing, mode. and I could never admit, and I was always paranoid when I went across to see my Rolling Island that I turned it on properly or not, you know, or if it was downstairs and then it's drains your battery and you go, you go to turn it on, it got off the. However, what happened to me was after a couple of years, um, I went to turn the bike on, and a uh, and the bike started up fine, it was great, but I had a problem with the um the plug seals, which I didn't know that that's what it was at the time, smart yep. plugs, right. Um, but what would happen with the the Triumph factory alarm was is that the the because the the plugs were arcing and you know they they wasn't heating up properly so when the automatic choke was on the bike was running fine but the minute the, the automatic choke kicked off the the bike would cut out and the bike cut out the factory fitted alarm immobilizer part of it kicked in and I, and I couldn't start the bike again I'm stuck at the side of the road and I can't start the bike. So, basically, I got the thing ripped out, the bike, just so that I could get it to a garage in order to get the seals and everything fixed. 
And the uh, I took it to uh, the boys in Green Nick Haldanes, which are brilliant, great guys, absolutely brilliant, superb, um, really switched on, know their stuff. Um, if you're in that neck of the woods, definitely go up and get your bike seen by them, brilliant. And that was their advice, was basically, you know, it's, 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 it's um, after a couple of years, they just start playing up, you know, and all these kind of things. So I was literally stuck with a bike that wouldn't even turn on because the bike thought it was getting nicked. Because it's the it ultimate immobiliser. It, it won't mobilizer. even let you start the bike. It won't let you start the so, bike. Um, so I got it ripped out and uh, and then I was like slightly panicking going, you know, should I have done that? Should I maybe just... Uh, uh, um, because I then had to take it to Triumph to get the, the seals, the, the, the plug seals done, right? right. And, uh, and uh, even the boys in Triumph said, you know... They caused problems after a couple of years, so <laughs> I was, I'm not going to name names or anything because if somebody from Triumph's listening, they'll be like, that, you right. know. But it basically, they were saying either that or they're all listening to this nodding going, going yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, so, those. but that um, kind of made me think to myself, well, you know, if you are going to get an alarm fitted, do a wee bit of research in terms of what will happen, what will your alarm do to your bike if something else goes on with the bike, and, the, and it's the immobilizer side of things that was the big issue with this. Triumph alarm in the sense of because the bike was cutting it, it thought something was getting shut off in the bike and it and the immobiliser kicked right. in and then it would not start again because so maybe buy an alarm, don't buy one that's getting immobiliser on it. I possibly yeah. So that was that was um a, a couple of weeks of L annoyance. Annoyance. Yeah, annoyance. There we go. So that's that, my that was the polite way of putting you know, it. So it's, um, it's a couple of weeks of inconvenience. Inconvenience. So um, so alarms. Um, again, but one of the things that the guys have always said, and I don't know if we we'll cover it later on, but is basically, um, especially the boys in Hamilton, they've said you know, we will reg- we can regularly go to people, go to pick up people's bikes, and we'll go and we'll pick up the guy, and the guy says, ah, the bike's sitting here. I've put the key in the fake rock down by the side of my, you know what I mean, uh, and and we go to move the bike, and the alarm starts going. Because it's a dog alarm, and then <laughs> uh, you know, so the alarm's giving a woo woo woo, right? And he says, and because we're put on the back of a, uh, a truck, nobody bats an eyelid because you look like you're, you're supposed to be picking the bike pick up. up, so nobody bats an eyelid. And he said, the amount of times that we've done that and we've driven the bike off, and the thing's blaring away in the back of the truck, and nobody is batting, gives a monkeys gives a monkeys anymore. So, how effective are they, really? Do you know what I mean? Again, it's one of the ones. If they want your bike, they'll, they'll take, take it. it. So it, it's a it's a deterrent, but again, you know, it's, it's it's only as good as the resolve of the thief that's trying to get your bike. Aye, that's true. Here we go. Uh, aftermarket alarms. Aftermarket maybe? alarms. Um, there's loads to choose from. Yeah. Um, uh, they they're not found in the sold secure. Um, uh, because obviously that's more to do with strength and durability of locks and things, isn't it? It's Aye. a locksmith thing rather than an alarm well, thing. Well, actually, uh, here's an interesting fact. Did you know the Sold Secure um, organisation is uh, governed by the Master Locksmith Association? There you go. So, but that's not, aye, that's what I mean, so there's not alarms. <laughs> aye, that's, no. what, that's what we said, wasn't it? I know, did you know just repeat what we aye. I was just checking if a coffee is more off yet. Uh, no. <laughs> so, um, for example, the Data Tool S4 Red, is that similar to what you've got on your bike? It's the alarm. Aye, that's just the alarm, though. Aye, aye it's not aye. the tracker. Not the tracker, but it's, no. but it's the alarm part of it. Yes. You're saying there. £279 plus fitting. 
Um, it's a Cat 1, a Lamb and a Mobiliser. Again, mm. mobilizers. And if that's out of your budget, then you can go for a smaller version. Data Tool Evo Plus, a Lamb and a Mobiliser, 134.99. But there's, you know, again, that's... There's a, a plethora of options, isn't there? Absolutely. A, a plethora? A plethora, plethora of badges. options. We don't need no stinking badges. So, um, uh, again, there's loads of options on them. So it's all budget and technical expertise dependent, really, on what you're going to do. <laughs> I think you've got to try and turn that into immobilizers. We don't need no stinking immobilizers. So I, th- I think from from my experience, um, if they're going to, if somebody's going to take your bike, the alarm is not going to really have that big a deterrent. If they're professional thieves who mm-hmm. know what they're doing, because they're Aye. going to rock up and they're going to get that on the back of your thing quick and probably drive it off and disconnect it or, as it's driving away. Aye, or aye, or they'll just steal it and have it. Barking or whining all the way down the road, and they deal better than that. Yeah, many times have you seen a car alarm go off in a car park, and you go to, and then don't even go in or near it, and it could be getting robbed. You just don't know. Yeah. Now there is a whole other big list of stuff that we didn't cover, um, because we just didn't have, we just don't have the time to look at them all, research them all, and you mean it's just uh, it would take this podcast would be about ten hours long people would be sleeping. Um, the only one thing I will call it is probably bike cover, um, because I know this does get a lot of if it can't be seen, not that it can't be stolen, but it's a deterrent to getting it stolen. So if you keep your bike at home but you don't keep it in like a lock up or a garage yep. or even one of those little kind of shell things that you can drive the bike into and then it kind of shuts like a like a turtle shell um and you've still but you go to the side of the house with a ground anchor and all that kind of good stuff and trackers and alarms and stuff just having it covered up it's less liable to be stolen yeah um just because people then don't they don't naturally assume that it's in there or and it's, and it's probably an interesting thing to say because I would never think about a bike cover as being a security product. I would think about it as being a protection from the elements product. Aye. But 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 you're right. You know, if you don't know what's underneath it, you're less. You're not going to go up and have a wee look. It's not like you go window. It's not like you go shopping. You know. No. You know. You and, know. And then peek under and go, "Ooh, that's nice." Yeah. No. Um, I think it's the, it was one of the things I read, and and it was sure it was it was. Kind of police divisions down south, um, Camel was one it said, but they'd said even just covering your bike up, if you've got a, even a disc lock on it, mm-hmm. if you cover the bike up and it's parked to a bike that's got the same disc lock but isn't it covered up, the thieves are inclined to take the one that's not covered up. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, oh, that's just weird, it's just a cover, you can just go woof and whip it off. Do you know what I mean? Like one of these waiters that whoosh, takes the tablecloth out with lean the cutlery and the classes not on it. <laughs> So, uh, but apparently that's, you mean, I they say it uh, does, it, it does, re- you mean, it's, it's not, it's the, we don't see it, so we're less inclined to steal it, mm-hmm. because they don't want the hassle of trying to peek under yep. it and cover it and all that. Keep and your so, so, it's weird, and how much is a, how much is a bike cover? 15 quid, for, yeah. a, really, for a cheap one, uh, they probably got up to about 100 pound if you want a, a thingy one. Yeah, um, uh, if it's just, if it's just uh, for I, that, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know Harley Day one that actually blows up. It's like a big, it's like a Zorb. And you can put a bike in it, but that like keeps the air and all that enclosed and all that in it so that the air and moisture and all that stuff doesn't get to the bike. It's weird. But it's a bit more expensive. But I think even at that, it's over 150 quid. Yeah, so, it's not bad. You know what I mean? So, aye. Aye, bike covers. Bit gimmick though, really. But Cheapers, chips. But if you've got that bike cover on it and somebody wants to take your bike. At least it'll be dry for them. Aye, but they're taking the cover as well, aren't they? 
Aye, well, that's true. So get a cheap one. Yeah. That way, when your bike gets nicked, mm. you're not heartbroken about the two hundred pound bike yeah. you put on it. So I, th- I, th- I think for me, it's it, it's about extending the amount of time it will take somebody to move your bike, and the more things that are in their way, the less likely somebody's going to be to take it. Aye, I, the more and more I read into some stuff, the more I thought, you know what it's like? It's like when you go hill walking. Not that I go much hill walking, right? But everybody say, oh, when you go camping, right? Folks say, layer up. You know what I mean? So put a wee thin top on, then put a t-shirt on, then put a jumper on, then put a jacket on. Because mm-hmm. if it gets too hot, you can always take your jacket off and get your hoodie got off. And I think bike security is a bit like that. Just layer it up. I mean, if you don't have hundreds and hundreds of money, then, you know I mean? Put you could, five cheap things on. You could put five cheap things on. It's five things that are, they're going to need to try and dismantle. Break, or put the hundred pound into something that's really, really solid. But I'd imagine a 13 mil chain to get through would probably take the same amount of time, if no less time, to get through than... Two disc locks and a throttle lock and you know I mean whatever else you want to put on and there. a cover and a I cover. That, that do you know what I mean? And it's all these things you go. Well, you know what I mean he's looking at it and going, well, I'll be. It'll take me forty seconds to cut through that like, ten mile chain. Oh no, he's got a cut of disc locks on there. They're a faff. I can't even be bothered with him. Aye, and a guy next to his one two five or moped or Jixxer or whatever's Aye. knocked. And your bike's still lying there with all its security still on it, so uh, I think it is just layering it up. Yeah, layering up. That's a great analogy, actually. Layering it up. Right, just, you know? just layer it up. Layer it up. Layer cake. That's another guy, Richie thing. That is. For, uh, for people that are, I mean, obviously people want to get it because we weren't recording at that point. We weren't talking about but Guy Ritchie films. We were talking <laughs> about Guy Ritchie films because I watched The Gentleman. Um, and that's that. It must have been more than a couple of days ago because I've stopped using the swear words that Guy Ritchie uses. One in particular that we will not repeat. Nope. Um, and it took a couple of days for that to wear off. So I was just giving him the benefit of the doubt because he's not seen it yet. Make sure he's got a couple of days before he has any kind of public engagement or needs to speak to anyone in a professional capacity because uh, he might find that every tenth word is this said word. Mm. Uh, and then that got us on to Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham, which probably kind of, I think that's maybe why when we came up with a big question, like one up him, it kind of turned into, when I was not down, no coming in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so, yeah, cool. <laughs> so, I think, aye, so, you, 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 so, are you saying, what would you rather do, one big thing or layer up? Me, I think I'd layer up. Yeah. You know I mean? So, I've, I've got the benefit, I've got the alarm and the tracker on it. If I didn't have the alarm and tracker on it, I would probably put a Monimoto tracker on it. I would have a disc lock on it and maybe a lever lock. One of the things we didn't look at in this actually, I've just kind of popped in my head, is like, you know the wee kind of disc things, like, you know, there's like wee key ring things and all that that you can, that you can, if you lose your keys and stuff like that, you can track them on your phone app. Oh, look at wee fob. Fob things, you know. Thing. You could, they're probably quite hideable. I don't know. I, I'm not sure how effective they are and how far away. I don't know how far I, I don't know how far they need to be. And I don't know if you can... Because Apple have just brought out one, have they not? Aye, like a kind of tile type thing. Aye, aye. tile, that's the stuff. Aye. Aye. I don't know if you need to be within a certain zone or a certain or on the same Wi-Fi. Or, or is yeah, that I, a I monthly know. payment? But that's maybe something I, I that's, that's, that's yeah, worth looking into if you're looking for something that you can... 
I still yeah. think if you want something that's trackable, I think the best option is Dell's option. Dell's option is brilliant because as, as it's a stroke of genius. A twin, a twin stroke of genius. Hey, yeah. I just think there's everybody in this day and age has more than one phone line in a drawer. Right. And that's not that's not by any means you mean going. I've got loads of iPhones kicking about in the drawer. I, I mean, I've, I think I've got an old Motorola phone line somewhere, and it'll be two G, and that's probably more than enough for some sort of GPS location service. Absolutely. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So you don't need um, uh, you're not you're not sticking a twelve hundred pound phone in, in the no because that, that would be pointless because I could buy a beast and a titan and the latest tracker and the subscription mm-hmm. and the best alarm and still be you know I mean in pocket than putting the latest Apple or Samsung phone smartphone in it. But, but if you're on a budget, it's probably one of the best but decisions aye, ever. I think uh, aye, I think it's, it's a twin stroke of genius. If you like the comfort of having the app and having some and being able to leave it another time, then the Money Moto Tracker, I think, it's a great bit of kit mm. for the, the thirty quid a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've got to outlet, yeah. but you could. If you it is an old, it. but if it is something like an old iPhone or something or a Samsung or something, you've got your you've actually got an app on another phone that you can mm-hmm. physically track it. So, mm-hmm. Just and get a wee wiring harness that just wires up to wherever you're hiding it, and, and just USB it and. If you could have some sort of auto-answer function, you could call the phone and then make the people that stole the bike think they've got a ghost. <laughs> the phone could actually be like, Ooh. Yeah. I see dead people. Exactly. On my bike. This is the ghost biker. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the Nicholas, Clay, Nicholas Cage blaring at the back. What's that? Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Uh, that's not a bad idea. I did want to try that with my doorbell. Did you? Aye. I did want to try it. I said to my neighbour, you should buy one of these just to wind your neighbour up when they come in drunk at night and just sit and wait for it. When the, and then when the thingy, put the mic on, just go, hello, I can see you. <laughs> and just keep them out. But again, we're quite twisted that way, so. You know what I mean? Bye, aye, aye. There we go. I, yeah, so that conclusion <laughs> we, is... We went over a wild went, tangent. Went, conclusion is, the layer up's probably quite a good way of doing it and a cost-effective way of doing it. But if you've, you know, if you've got, a, if you've got an expensive bike, you're, 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 you're going to get a lot of the stuff with it anyway when you buy the bike. Aye, if you buy a, if you buy an expensive... Or even not an expensive, but even... A, I mean, most new bikes will come either with some option or whatever on it. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is, is you're right, be careful. When you're doing your homework and you're researching that bike, research ended. It's if it if it's a brand spanking new model, mm-hmm. then you might be struggling a wee bit. But you could still you probably find that like on the brand. Let's say for example, let's use the Speed Twin. That brand new Speed Twin that's coming out, brand new model, right? Yeah, it'll be it's had previous iterations, but that's a brand new model. Yeah. Or if you're buying a brand new MT uh, R7, mm-hmm. right? Hi, Colin. Did you get one? No, you didn't. But if you've a brand new, it's a spanking brand new model. However, its lineage has come from other bikes in the Yamaha range, and probably the security alarm immobilizer tracker will have been used on other bikes. So you can then start to research as people having problems with it in a couple of years' time. Aye, as yeah. it's starting to cause or being temperamental and cause you know, I mean the bike to no start on the side of the roads and stuff like that, and that's the kind of. It's probably something you don't think about when you're buying a new bike. Because you get caught yeah. up in the excitement of buying a new bike. Another thing to think about is that if you do do that and buy a bike and it all comes fit to the standard and then you get problems down the line, 
make sure you tell your insurance company you've not got an alarm anymore. Oh, I did that. Like, is that always remember to keep your, you know, keep your insurance company up to date with the the, the security fittings on your bike. Aye, you know, uh, absolutely. And if you go, if you serious about your security, then obviously check out Soul Secure's site and research the absolute life for it. A lot of sites that sell these things now have the big stamp on them that tells you motorcycle gold rating, mm-hmm. and be sure it's motorcycle gold rating because they do do camper van ratings, they do the bicycle ratings, so it needs to be the motorcycle yep. rating. And just check them out and just be comfortable that you know exactly what you're getting. Um, the same as everything else, I suppose. But aye, that's that's where I would go with. Nice one. You same. Yeah, very much so. I I think um I think it, it depends on your budget, but everything you know. But I've always I've always believed if a thief sees a bike that takes five minutes to break in, and they see a bike that takes fifty seconds to break in, they're going to take the fifty second one. Bottom line, aye, you know. But also, if they want that bike, they're going to get it. Yep, you know, aye, and and that's and that's been that, that was said to me when I bought when I bought the bike at Triumph. That was one of the things that the guys in Triumph said. They said, "Look, you know, these are all deterrents, but if somebody wants your bike, they're going to get it." Aye, aye, they will find a way. They will find and a if way. If you don't do get it, it first time and they really want it, they'll probably get it a second time. Yeah. And there's not much you can do about it. Mm. Oh my God, that is so sombre. And it? it's just like, hello. I know. Your bike's going to get stolen. I know. Well, not normally that. You know what I mean? I know. But the, I think the <laughs> thing is, is, you know. <laughs> pick me up, pick me up. Pick me up. You know, I think the thing is, you know, if you're. Don't be stupid when you leave your bike lying about. <laughs> folk no nick it, I, I don't park it in a dark alley when you can chain it to a lamppost. That's got a big LED light in it. Those kind of things. But it's, it's the same for anything, whether it's a bike or it's a car or it's a camper van or, do you know what I mean? or it's a garden gnome in your garden. If somebody wants it bad enough, they will get it. Aye. You know what I mean? But it's making sure that that you deter that as much as possible. Exactly. And uh, again, but there's a lot of horrible nasty people out there that do these things so you know I again I go back to something else we didn't touch on where you park your bike and where you look your bike up when you're out on the run or out on mm-hmm. the road it's probably just as important because on a dark night don't park it up a close when there's a police station literally just around the corner that has bike parking and big locks and the lights Aye. are on and the, and the cops are coming in and out on it yeah. that's probably the best place to park it because nobody's going to nick it outside the police station just as an example so yeah Exactly. Those type of things, just common sense. Yeah, that's common sense. But people forget or, or 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 think about where you are going to put your bike and think about when you're coming back for your bike. You know, so it's all very well saying, well, I'm parking my bike at four in the afternoon to go and see my pal and I've parked it outside his house, but I've, but I've no looked around and went, actually, there's no streetlights here and I'm going to be in there till like 10 o'clock at night. So I'm coming out in the dark. Mm-hmm. You know, am I coming out to an empty space? Aye. Yeah. Although the best way to protect your bike, ride it. Don't Aye. stop. Don't stop. Just don't park it anyone. Just keep it. riding. That's just it. ride. For, just Zoom call on your bike, you know. Well, uh, that thing, that uh, that advert with a guy on a motorbike doing a jump with a green screen behind him and a laptop chained to the front of the bike. You're like, ah, really? Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm not buying that. No. Uh, there you go. Bike security. It's done. Sorted. Sorted. Episode seven done. That's episode seven. Yeah. Episode That's seven. Quite, we're nearly in double figures. We're going to start running ideas of what crap to talk about next. 
we will never run out of ideas of what crap's talk about. We might no. run out of ideas of what relevant subjects aye, to talk about. Aye, uh, all right, but I don't think we, we will ever run out of what crap's talk no, about. No, we could ramble literally utter nonsense for like an hour and a half. No bother. Uh, again, thank you for listening to our usual ramblings. Um, us pair of average bikers. Um, and again, thanks for each and every one of you for supporting um, this episode and all the previous episodes and um, we were having a look at the numbers tonight and it's just uh, it's mind-blowing every time we look at it yeah albeit we're not like super super celebrities but actually just the fact that we've got a little core group of people that listen to it every week is just it, aye, it yeah, just makes I mean, us want to do it so more yeah absolutely we want to uh, and give you lots of different things so we'll, we'll keep exactly and as always a little disclaimer remember these are just the opinions of a group of average bikers yeah we are not sponsored by any of the products we talk about we don't you know i mean if somebody wants to we'll do it we'll do one by all means if anyone's listening wants us to sponsor we will quite happily absolutely but we know but there's none none of this is about anything other than our opinions yeah Um, so a massive thank you to from myself and from darren um, if you've enjoyed it and you haven't already Please like, share, subscribe. Um, if you want to get in touch, there's many ways you can do it, Darren. A plethora. Tell us how we can... I'm going to use plethora. Tell us how you, as a listener, can touch the average biker's in a cave. Well, Ian, I'm glad you brought that up. There's multiple ways you can get in contact with us through our Facebook page or our Instagram. Alternatively, if you like a bit of old school... Email us at averagebikersinacave at outlook.com And remember, only a biker understands why a dog sticks his head out of the car window. Oh! <laughs>